You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of Mizzou That's Who. Missouri Tigers grab a 35-10 season-opening win over South Dakota on Thursday. We're here to talk about it. That's Gabe Diarman. That's Maggie Johnson. I'm Tucker Franklin. It's another edition of Mizzou. That's who your weekly Missouri sports podcast on KC Sports Network. Gabe, how are you doing? It's been a while since we talked. Uh, how have you been? It has been. I'm good. I just noticed, I don't know if anybody watches this on YouTube or not, but I'm sitting like we're getting a lot of work done on our house, so I had to go to a different room. So I'm sitting between this, like, beneath this really bright light that look, makes me look like I might be on fire in this podcast. <laughs> I'm not. I'm I'm fine. But uh, it's good. <laughs> good. Love to hear that. Uh, Maggie, how have you been? How was, your, how was game day? Uh, game day was good. Uh, I went to the Power Mizzou Yingling tailgate. Had a lot of fun. Um, it, that was the highlight of the day. Would you agree? That's yeah, there, yeah. Um, Coach Gates was there. Nice little um, guest appearance by Coach Gates. Uh, Desiree Reed Francois uh, made a little appearance. I don't know how long she was there, but she definitely uh, stopped by. Uh, Lawrence Bowers was there. So if you weren't there, I'm sorry. Like I kind of feel bad for you. Uh, you were you really missed out. Tucker, you missed out. But I told a bunch of people on Twitter that they should be there. So if you didn't show up, I'm sorry. If all you did was go to that football game. You went to the wrong part of that day. <laughs> Total, <laughs> totally agree with Gabe there. And Gabe was there. I've never tailgated with Gabe, and Gabe was there. It was a uh, uh, Thursday. is not the easiest of days for me to get out of uh, Kansas City to go to uh, Columbia for a football game. But, hey, I'm in the process now, and I'm making it a yearly tradition to go to the Missouri K-State game. I'm working on acquiring tickets. Uh, Matt Lane, also a member of KC Sports Network, is flying into town for that game from North Carolina. So he is flying in. The Chiefs play the Jaguars, I think, that week, which is a noon game, which is good that the Missouri game is an 11 a.m. game and not a night game, so I don't have to worry about the uh, the drive. I can get back in a decent time uh, watch some other football games too. But uh, let's talk about Missouri's win over South Dakota. Obviously, we talked about um, last week with, with these games against FCS teams that – you're going to take more negatives away than positives. And that was the general tone, I believe, on X or Twitter, whatever you want to call it now. Uh, but that seemed to be the general takeaway of of the, the game from South Dakota. Lots of uh, things that Missouri can work on, but I feel like we would be doing a disservice to the people listening to this podcast if we didn't start with the quarterback talk. And that's obviously the, the, the big talk of the town and I know there's a lot of context that goes into it, so I'm just going to say the numbers. I don't want you guys to read into them at all. I'm just going to read the stat lines for each of the quarterback. Don't think I'm trying to take a side here, okay? Well, I, before you read any numbers, I want to say that the lower numbers quite clearly were not given a fair shot. Right. And it, something, <laughs> something untoward happened to cause the lower numbers. But they, go on, read the numbers. Right. Okay. Brady Cook, seventeen for twenty-one. Was he? Did he start eleven for eleven? Is that what it was? Um, ten or eleven? Yeah. Ten. Yeah. It was around that area. He completed his first. We'll say ten passes to be safe. One hundred seventy-two yards, a touchdown, no interceptions, three carries on the ground, seventeen yards, and a I believe it was a fifteen-yard rushing touchdown. So, fifteen of his seventeen rushing yards came on that touchdown run. Uh, Sam Horn took the field in the second half. He was three for five with fifty-four yards, a, a interception, and a touchdown. Um, there was a lot to be made of the quarterback, uh, as you had already alluded to, Gabe. A lot of discussion around the quarterback situation, the situations that they were put into in the game, and and we had talked about that, right? That they were going to go into two completely different situations. Play calling, I think I saw some people blaming play calling for it. I think I saw some people uh, blaming like the defense for it at some points, but uh, all very, all very weird. Um kind of justifying why Sam Horn looked the way that he did. Uh, but overall, game, I guess we'll start kind of high-arching. What are your thoughts now after one game under their belt in the quarterback competition? 
Well, my thought as of about mid-second quarter, which is what I wrote after the game and what Sam McDowell wrote after the game and what Ben Fredrickson wrote after the game and what I'm sure other people that write about Missouri wrote after the game was, oh, wait, there's no quarterback competition. Um, Now, I want to be clear. There was one at one point. It happened in the spring. It happened in the summer. And Brady Cook won it. There are now people that are seem to be upset and feel deceived by Eli Drinkwitz that he did not inform us at the exact time when this quarterback competition is. Um, I find myself in the strange position of having gone from three years of being accused of personally hating Eli Drinkwitz and having some sort of vendetta against him to now carrying his water because I largely have defended what he's done in the last week. I mean... It's possible that he thought, I'm pretty sure Brady's my quarterback. But I need to give Sam a shot in the game. Because what happens if he just flips the switch and I go, oh my God, I didn't know I had this, right? Mm. What harm is there in playing both of them against South Dakota and maybe even Middle Tennessee? Oh, by the way, at worst, Sam is the backup. Quarterbacks tend to get hurt in the SEC. I've coached a team two years in a row having to play a hurt quarterback because I didn't have a backup I like. So I should get this guy in again. Now, would I have liked to see him in the second quarter when it was 14-0 instead of in the third when it was 28-3? Absolutely. Would have liked to have seen that. But we've talked about this. Maggie and I actually talked about it preemptively at the tailgate last week. I feel like there are a lot of Missouri fans that are now mad that their guy didn't win. They are not invested in the best quarterback winning this job. They are invested in Sam Horn winning this job. And I don't really know why that is. I mean, I'll listen to people that say, well, Sam has a higher ceiling. I know what Brady is, and I think Sam's better. Okay, but the coaches don't, and he's not better right now, according to them. Now, if your argument is this coach hasn't gotten quarterback right in four years, and I don't trust him to get it right this time, then okay, you want a new coach. You don't want a new quarterback. You want a new coach because you don't trust him to do his job. And I feel like Drake delivered on his promise of getting the quarterbacks in the game. He never said that right. the the opportunities were going to be equal. He never said, I'm going to give the same amount of passing attempts to both quarterbacks. He That would be like be, saying, we're going to do two running backs and I'm going to give both Pete and Schrader the same amount of carries. <laughs> like why why would you do like why would you do that? Why would you tell your competition first off exactly what you're gonna do? Um he never said that he was going to do that. Now, would I have also liked to see Horn maybe throw a little bit more? I mean, sure. But by the time Horn was in the game, we were up a good amount. I mean, we did talk about that. We would have liked to see him throw in the second quarter when there was something to throw for um but at that point you know we're up 28 to 3 I think I don't think he had really even thrown the interception yet which I mean I don't it wasn't that great of a pass they should have caught it we should have you know he should have caught that ball um so I don't really blame Horn for that um but at that point I mean you probably should be running the ball so I mean he actually, he talked about this today, too. Um, look, the plan was not to bring Sam Horn in and hand the ball off 75% of the time. Yeah. The plan was to let him play and and run the offense. And then he got picked off, and South Dakota scored. And suddenly it was 28-10. And Missouri, I think, punted on the next drive. And so then you're in a situation where, what if they go down and score? Then you're in a two-score game, and so they hit the point at 28-10 after that punt. They hit the point where they just said, we just got to win this game. We just got to get out of here and not sweat. And it was pretty obvious South Dakota wasn't going to go score 21 points against Missouri's defense. But like at that point, style points go away, and it's just, all right, let's just get out of here, make sure we win a game little added bonus. They ran the ball really well. They got down to the 13-yard line. Luther Burden made a guy miss. Tollison made a great block. And Sam Horton got his first career touchdown pass on the exact kind of pass they hate Brady Cook throwing every drive. 
And the defense did look yep. a little bit lackadaisical in the second half. I mean, which is understandable when it's twenty-eight-three. Yeah, it is. I mean, it it is, but at the it, at the same time, you know, when if if, if you're throwing picks, South, South Dakota also win for four down twice on that drive. So, like, you know, I mean, it the their first three drives were nine plays and five yards. At that point, it's like, okay, there, there's no shot. I'm like, this is this is not going to be some miracle upset. And everybody knew it. Yeah, I truthfully thought it was very comical. Going back to the uh, start of the Sam Horn like era, I guess you could say the Sam Horn half. How South Dakota took the ball and was like had the ball for like eight minutes or something. I thought that that was so funny. Like, but like the football gods were playing a trick, a sick trick on Mizzou fans of like, all right, you're gonna get to see him this half. You're gonna have to wait. Cool. Uh, well, then, then he comes in. And his first throw is just a oh. freaking missile down yeah. the middle of the field to Mackay oh. Miller. And I just looked at Gerard and I go, oh, no, that's not going to quiet anybody down. No. <laughs> that's not going to quiet anybody down at all. It was a great no. ball. And, like, being I was watching. Yeah. Great. Being in the stands, being in the stands, of course, everybody is, like, losing their minds because most of the people around you are... We've been saying this the entire What's time, it? like blah 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 I, blah blah. Then he, but then he threw, but then he threw. Care though, like that was <laughs> that was kind of a it was oh a man, goal. like that was an eye. Like there's not another quarterback on the roster who can no. throw that ball like that. No, I mean none of them are gonna be pitching in the major leagues either. So, but then but then he throws, you know, he throws the pick, and it's just dead silent i mean you you could hear a pin drop in my section it's just so it's very like you know it's it's kind of it's just a tale of two of two things it's you see the sam horn of oh this is the four-star prospect that's that's the one we watched all these highlight tapes on that's the guy that was throwing the ball to travis hunter like that's what you see and then by the way by the way would travis hunter make me a four-star prospect (laughs) like i'm not saying sam horn is not good but me throwing to Travis Hunter is probably good for 150 and a touchdown every time. I mean... It was good. He's going yeah. to be playing on Sundays very, 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 very soon. He might be playing both ways on Sundays, truthfully, because he's a lead at both of them. Might be a lot of guys on that Colorado team that are doing that. But no, you see that, and then you also see what maybe the coaching staff has seen at practices that... The fan base isn't seen, or the people on X or Twitter, as you said, Tucker, are not seen. So, yeah, you get that tale of two, of two, you know, two sides. What I think was really interesting to me, and I even tweeted this out after the game. I tweeted during the game at like halftime. I said, "Well, I've just realized whatever your opinion was of Brady Cook going into this game, it's going to be the same leaving it. Like, I, I, I people weren't really going to move one way or the other on Brady Cook." Offense looked like it ran so much better with Brady Cook at quarterback than it did with Sam Horn, and that might be unfair, right? With the, in terms of like the situations and everything, but it just seemed like things were on time with uh, with Brady Cook. And I get it; I understand. I saw that ball from Sam Horn, and I said, "Wow, that is the best ball we've seen thrown in Furrow Field in a couple of years." Um, and and I got really excited about it. But then there were a couple times, like the back shoulder ball, I think on third down, kind of closer to the red zone. He throws that ball out of bounds. Like there's a that placement on that pass wasn't wasn't too great. I think he throws the ball behind him a little bit. It, a ball that should have been caught, but it threw it behind him a little bit on on the interception. There's uh, there's a couple of things that you can you can pick you can pick apart. I know that uh, one of the things against Brady Cook is his downfield throwing ability. He underthrew Luther Burden on a ball one time, and people were like, "That's it right there. That's why we don't want it. He's going to get Luther Burden killed uh, out there." It's like guys, like calm down. It's okay. They they had that drive right before half. That was a good drive. There were some miscues on it, right? But it was it was a very good drive. And after that, I was like, okay, that, that's what you want to see from a quarterback. Brady had five drives. He had four touchdowns and a missed field. I mean, it's tough to be a lot better than that. Now, yeah. the, the comp I've made a couple times this week, and I think you guys will appreciate I think you've followed the Chiefs long enough to appreciate this. Brady cooks Alex. 100%. Yes. He's going to go out there. He's not going to beat you. He's he's also not usually going to be the reason you win. 
He's not flashy. He's relatively efficient. And let's be honest, like as a fan, he's kind of boring. Like that was a boring first half. They scored 28 points, but you're like, they threw one ball 20 yards down the field. He'd rather get the five on the screen pass than throw the take the risk of the 40-yarder. And I'm not saying that's Brady's thought process, but this is what people always said about Alex, right? So Missouri fans right now are going, well, but we might have Mahomes on the bench. Well, you might. You might also have Brody Croyle on the bench. Like, we literally have no idea. It's just, like, Chiefs fans all through the out. I have really good friends who are really smart Chiefs fans who are like, yeah, I like him and he wins, but, like, when you get to push comes to shove, he's not going to take us where we want to go. Now, the difference between the NFL and college is we're not talking about winning a college football. Sam Ward's not winning a college football playoff game with this team either. Mahomes probably would, honestly. If you put Mahomes on this Missouri team, I think he probably wins the college football playoff. But other than that, I mean, you know, so I, I think, some Missouri fans have set the ceiling with Brady Cook at six or seven wins, and I think that's unfair. That's too low. Do I think they can win 11 with him? No, but I don't think they have a guy on the roster who can win 11 either. It's mm. a good point, and I think that that's uh, something to take with you into this uh, this next game. We'll get into kind of some more Middle Tennessee talk, but I do want to tell you about our friends at Home Field Apparel real quick before we hit our first break and kind of move on. Listen, they've got some great drops going on over there. Uh, I've, well, you know, you have waxed poetically about the uh, Delaware Blue Hen set that they dropped. They dropped a Southern Illinois Saluki set. Uh, they've been going back into old national champions, which is kind of sick. It's right up my alley. But they also have a really great killer Mizzou section uh, selection that you got to go check out. They have a second drop come out just before the season started. And we got a special promo for you here uh, for listeners of the Mizzou That's Who podcast. You can use code KCSN23. For your first time, you can get uh, 15% off your first order. Uh, so great deal there over at Home Field Apparel. Got some great shirts, a script Tigers. They've got Truman dunking. And truthfully, Truman looks a little tubby in that uh, to me. I think that he maybe maybe uh, spending too much time at Shakespeare's over there and that little uh, whatever they got drawn up there. But they've got a great baseball tee as well. It's even three-quarter sleeve. I really like that one a lot. But lots of good stuff over at our folks, our friends at homefieldapparel.com. Go check them out. Use that code KCSN23 for 15% off your first order. When we get back on the other side, we are going to talk about some other takeaways from this game and then start to look ahead to Middle Tennessee State. Stay tuned. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. Can you believe we've had seven months without an NFL game? It seems crazy. But it's a good thing that that's over now as the NFL is here and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving you a can't-miss offer for week one. This week, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet just 5 bucks on any NFL game. DraftKings is also hooking everyone up with game day greatness. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every single game day this September. Check the app to see what you get. Download now and use the code KCSN to sign up. New customers can take home $200 in bonus bets instantly just for betting 5 bucks. That's code KCSN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777. Or co- visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. CDKNG.co slash football for eligibility, terms, and responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after assurance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. All right, I want to talk about uh, some other takeaways that you that uh, you guys had from the game. One for me especially was the usage of Cody Schrader. It seems like that he's going to be a pillar in this Missouri offense. They really use both running backs a lot. Um, but I thought I was very impressed on like the first drive. They went to Cody like three straight plays, but like they, he, he got a lot of touches very early and very often in that game. Is it – this is going to sound like I'm – being mean to Cody Schrader, and I'm not trying to be mean to Cody Schrader. I think fans wanted, I think a lot of fans felt like I did on that first drive. New OC, 
We want to see something. We want to see this offense. Hand off to Schrader. Screen pass to Schrader. Hand off to Schrader. <laughs> and I get that you don't have to throw an 80-yard pass on the first try. Right. But it was uh I was I was displeased at that particular moment. Um, and it was Everybody not anything good. to do with it was nothing against Cody Schrader. Exactly. Just I mean, like I, I, you know, the, everybody came here wanting to see some sign that this is different. Let me just ask you guys: if you didn't know, if you didn't follow Missouri every day, and you didn't know Missouri hired Kirby Moore, would you have watched that game and thought there had been, there was anything different from Missouri's offense than you saw last year? Probably not. No. Like maybe the offensive line played better, I think, which allowed oh, it function yeah. a little yeah. bit better. But play calling wise, just nothing. As a base approach to the game. Yeah. I I couldn't. T- I, now look, I haven't broken down film. Maybe there were some different tricks out of different formations. I don't know. But just watching the game surface level that night, I thought I wouldn't know that there were changes. I mean, I think in the first in the first um, drive, we were on a third and long, and we threw a screen pass. I think we we threw a screen pass, <laughs> and I mean, everybody the crowd started boo. I mean, they booed. There were, we were was like, on the first drive of the game. Yep. yep. And I was like, "Oh, great! Here, we, like, we're everybody's already unhappy." And obviously, I well, I never boo, but I'm like, "What are you What are you doing here?" Like, Cor- correct me if I'm wrong. About try to do something. Correct me if I'm wrong, Maggie. I think the boos were that he didn't go for it on fourth and one. Is that fair or no? I assume uh, that's it, what it was. It, I wasn't there, but it may have been that, but the crowd was very upset that they threw that yeah. screen pass on the third and long. They're like, what? Why are you sh- throwing so short of the sticks on something like that? I mean, they were pretty. They were pretty upset. But yes, they were also upset n- about them not going for it on that. Not going. By the way, punting on fourth and one. No, punting on fourth and one, clearly the right call. Oh. Like, we have two different philosophies, I think. But yeah. Why Why give South Dakota the ball at, the, at your own 45-yard line? It's literally the only way they can score. Well, here you go. You shouldn't. You should be able to convert a fourth and one. You're you're against an yeah. FCS team. That's that's where I was coming from. I, if you feel confident in yourself, you should be like, okay, you should be able to convert. We we'll get one yard against an FCS team. <laughs> but you're also going to punt the ball, and they're going to get two yards in three right, plays, yeah. and then you're going to get that's it right also back true. First and ten. That's also true. Um, but this, that's what I was. I was in the in the part. I wasn't booing, but I was like, man, you, especially uh, going into your point. New offensive coordinator, and I want to see a little bit of something. Go for it on fourth down. You know, was it? Did Drake would say last year that they were going to be like nauseous? What was? I don't remember the exact word he used, but it's just like uh, nauseatingly aggressive or something like that. And just like <laughs> faked it on fourth down every single time and didn't run. Oh play. yeah, so, but we don't have Tyler Macon anymore. So what are, yes, are we, what? How are we going to do? Didn't that? know what to do on fourth and one. Tyler Macon's not on the team anymore. And and. And the irony was the only time they ran a play, they pitched it to Elijah Young and fumbled it. So, <laughs> yeah. but but also like I don't know. He told me all, he told us all summer that they had to take more deep shots and let the ball fly and be aggressive. And then red herring the game. You saw the game. Red herring after red herring from this guy. Um, yeah. No, was, that was that was my first stop. Uh, was about the like the running game and everything. But you know. this game, okay, because a lot of people were talking about this, and I know you talked about it a little bit on Power Mizzou, and I don't know if you want to break into it that much since people pay for Power Mizzou. But <laughs> I say I say enough things, enough places, it doesn't matter. Do you, do you believe the theory that coaches don't open their playbook? Yeah. So so I asked, like sometimes. The press conference is just like a play, right? Where I know what my line is and I know what his line's going to be. And he knows that I know he's not telling me the truth, but we play our parts and we go. So I asked him today, I said, every, because this is not exclusive to Missouri fans, although this is the 21st consecutive season I've heard this between week one and week two from Missouri fans, but also other fan bases say it. Anytime you open against a bad team, 
or anytime you don't score on every drive and don't score 60. Well, I mean, we're saving the good stuff for, for down the road, yeah. right? Like we, we know we don't need the touchdown play to beat South Dakota and Middle Tennessee. That's not going to come out until Kansas State, right? So, so I asked him today, I said, do you and Kirby ever talk about the balance of needing to put stuff on film, but not showing everything, you know? Because, like, I remember Pinkle also, he used to run the trick plays in games like this, right? Mm -hmm. Like, they would be up, like, 45-10 against some team that didn't know how to tie two shoes, and Gary's running a fake field goal. And I'm like, what do you do? <laughs> but it was, they would put that on film, and he said, if we put that on film, Nebraska's got to spend 10 minutes practicing on that next week. And I, 10 minutes to a college football coach is, I mean, that's a big deal, right? So... Whatever, but as so I asked him that today, and he said no, and um, he said exactly what I wanted him to say, which was we didn't hold, we held nothing back, and so I could tweet out that Eli Drinkwood said we held nothing back, and Twitter could lose its ever loving mind, and every person in this play deserves an Academy Award for playing their part because, like, of course they didn't empty the play. Right. But also, like, I don't think they have this, like, I don't think they use chapters one through three in the playbook. And then chapter four is the big games playbook. You know, now there's some wrinkles, right? It, there are some plays, I mean, that they won't pull out or, or whatever they were in today. They have different plays off the same look that they'll run in three weeks. So there's some truth to both sides of it, right? Like, they didn't empty the thing, but also, like, we saw the premise of what their offense is. Do you think Oregon emptied their playbook? He scored 80. I, I did not see any of that game, <laughs> but they were in so many plays, they might have had. I mean, they scored 81 points, so I don't know. It was on, like, the Pac-12 Network Plus after dark or something like that. Like, <laughs> I, I, like I, you couldn't watch that game. Yeah, you could maybe it. drop football. Um, after uh, but also like not 81 points but that was like on a serious note that was my disappointment in Thursday night was, shouldn't at some point like I understand they're playing two deep safeties all that like shouldn't at some point just the fact that you're way better athletically than them some guy just ran by them and is open by eight yards downfield right uh, why did that never happen it just, shouldn't at some point there be this gaping hole where you run where you just have a 70 yard touchdown run because you ran through that hole and then you're just faster than they are. And they had four plays of over 15 yards, guys. That's not much. I, I think that's interesting. We talk about uh, coaches emptying the playbook and, and stuff like that. I know Andy Reid uh, is a big philosopher behind like, hey, if we do this play now, they've got to spend time thinking. Like the snow go play. Why bring that out in week 18? Because anytime any team they play in the playoffs is going to have to spend time thinking about that play. So I do think that that is actually a very real thing that football coaches think about and then that football coaches uh, do because I don't know if you guys know this. Football coaches are weird. Um, they're like quite neurotic, yeah. They are very weird individuals. Um, but no, I, I do think that like, obviously they didn't empty the clip on South Dakota. They've got other things in the playbook. They're not, well... I should say, I hope they have other things. If the they playbook. don't, I'm going to be they don't. so pissed off during watching this. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, I'm going to be so Oh my hard. gosh. It's going to be bad. It's going to be a lot of screen passes. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just watched Cody Schrader run that ball right there. I can't watch it again. Another inside zone. What are they doing? <laughs> it's going to be all of us uh, for this year. But uh, no, you mentioned the, the points. I think when you look at the, the margin of victory, a little disappointing when it comes down to that. Uh, I don't think that that all falls on the defense game. As you mentioned, like they got to a point where they did allow that last touchdown there and then looked a little, it got some pretty close, but like that point in the game, you're just like, all right, the defense kind of did what they needed to do. Um, yeah. I, 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 there was a lot there, I think, from like uh, Luther Burden still looking like Luther Burden the times he got the ball. Uh, he looked like he was playing against FCS players, which is always a good thing to see uh, when your five-star recruit look like he's playing against uh, FCS uh, FCS guys. But uh, anything else uh, from the game, maybe overall, the defensive side of the ball? We didn't really touch on the defense a whole lot because I don't think there's a whole lot 
there. I don't think we saw a whole lot. I don't think we got a whole lot from the defense, truthfully, um, on that. It's They just did what they were supposed to do, and that's really what you want them to do in a, the game against an FCS opponent. Uh, but they'll have a little bit harder text coming up this week. There's one very important thing we haven't talked about, and I bet Maggie knows what it is. Yeah, special teams. The cares and me. I forgot about. I will. I will say. I will say. The slightly less thicker kicker. I will, maybe he needs to gain some lbs. Maybe did he lose them? <laughs> he lost he a little bit. He's reportedly like like he is not. I, ugh, someone who's gone through life understanding this, he's never. Nobody's ever going to accuse him of being skinny, but he has <laughs> lost weight. My, so I will say, we were just talking about like the score differential, and we were saying like we would have liked to win by more. If he makes his kicks, well, if That's he just makes one, we cover. If he just makes one, we cover. If he makes both of them, you know, we're we're talking about forty-one ten. We're I would and say we're we're better. happier. I mean, I I think I picked us to win, like on here. I think I don't know. I think I was somewhere closer to like fifty to ten. I re-picked it in like my group chat at forty-two to ten, so I would have been really close with that it, score. That just occurred <laughs> to me. I picked forty-two ten. I'm actually now furious that Harry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm so sorry, Gabe. Um, yeah. I mean, it was it was bad, and it just gets to the point where it's not a. It's not a cute nickname if you're not making your kicks. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's just not cute anymore. Also, when he doesn't make the kick, we don't get to see him do that cool little march off the field oh, yeah, like the... he did last year. Was that against Georgia? Oh, God. Yeah. That was that was one of my... That might be my favorite moment. Sorry. Yeah, that's a great... That's a great little um, gif. Yeah. That's a good... That's a good one to use. That's a that's an S-tier Missouri gif. That one in the little kid. Uh, yeah. Okay. Like those on, those on a serious game. note, though, like it's a problem. I mean, yeah, it's it's a concern because he should have missed an extra point. He was a hundred for a hundred, and he missed an extra point. It got called back because they were offsides, and, and he, he just really missed it. Yeah, yeah, he just missed it. Yeah. Now, now, Drink did say the laces were not out on one of his kicks, so he did have the Ace Ventura excuse. Yeah, I was about to say. Drink also said you still got. I'm gonna put think Finkel is I'm gonna put my tinfoil hat on here. I don't think that matters. I, I, that might be a conspiracy theory thing for me. I don't think that matters. Um, just kick the ball. I mean, it's pretty easy, isn't it? Uh, but no, I that is. A I'll disagree there. I think it'd be very hard. But laces in or out wouldn't matter. I would miss all. I did get a little overzealous there with that uh, with that hot take there. I will admit, uh, I got a little too big for my britches. I'll walk it back. I still don't think laces in or out matters. Anyway, what I was going to say, uh, the protection on the field goals were not great. And I know, I don't, I don't think that we can definitely say, like, that's the reason. But that does play into it. The protection was not as good as it should have been in those times. He still should make those kicks because they didn't get any hands on him. Um, but the protection is kind of what stood out to me first on those missed opportunities. And they are changing the snapper on field goals this week, which I'm, if I'm being honest, seems to me a little like, well, we can't change the kicker, but we got to <laughs> change something. So sorry, kid, or try the other snapper. That makes me a little nervous, to be honest. I mean, if you have if you have issues, can you do can you have kicker tryouts like midseason? Mike Leach did. He pulled a guy out of the stands and let him kick. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I forgot about that. So no, you can. Um, but like, I mean, that's the thing. He's the guy. He's the guy. Yeah. He's gonna be their kicker all year. Like Blake Craig may end up being an all American. The one of the very few things we get to see in fall camp is kicking. And Blake Craig is not ready to unseat Harrison Beavis at this point mm. in time. Um but you're going to get to a like it doesn't matter in this game, right? All it matters is for correct. And honestly, if you lost money because Missouri didn't cover on that game, I didn't feel bad for you. You shouldn't be betting on that game. You're a terrible human being. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, moving on. Um, well, my somebody point. Told, somebody it, told it didn't me. matter in this game. It might ma- It might not matter next game. But at some point, it changes the way you call. Yeah. Somebody told me that they bet on the game too, and I was like. Did you not know that they were playing two quarterbacks? 
I mean, first off, that to me immediately was like, why would you do that? They already said that they were playing two quarterbacks and they were getting equal playing time. Why on earth would you bet on Missouri to cover? I bet the over. Also, it's probably fair. There were probably some people that bet on that game who are not terrible human beings. That was probably unfair of me to say, but unlike Tucker, I'm not going to apologize for saying that. I'm just glad it's perfect. You just might not be be terrible. That's possible. All right, we get we have to take a break. We're gonna take a break and then we'll get back and we'll talk about Middle Tennessee coming up after this. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Have you heard about the 2018 study that showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? No? Well, now you have. I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual, the company making traceability the new standard in the supplement industry. I remember staring at my prenatal vitamins and finding all these things I was trying to avoid. High amounts of heavy metals, synthetic colorants, and unnecessary ingredients. So... At four months pregnant, I quit my job and started Ritual because I believe that all women deserve to know what they're putting in their bodies and why. I'm so proud of our prenatal vitamin. The ingredients are 100% traceable. It's third-party tested for microbes and heavy metals and recently received the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. You see, we trace like a mother because, let's be honest, no one cares quite like a mother. But don't just take my word for it. Trace for yourself with 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast. All right. The Missouri Tigers are back in action on uh, Saturday. Should have checked the time of that uh, game before I just decided to talk about it's it. Six uh, o'clock. Six o'clock. Are you joking? Okay, that's yeah. fine, I guess. I, um, I think it I'm might sorry, be on the SEC Plus this week, but I don't know that for sure. Well, and it's a whiteout for anybody that's going to the game. I feel like there's... Some people didn't know that there's clothing themes, so just throwing that out. Yeah, don't they have something for every game? Mm-hmm. Most, of them. most of the games. I think I feel like you should be able to wear what you want. Well, you some, most of them say wear black or gold, but yeah. you know what's down the app or say. Yeah, if you, you, know, if you got you something anthracite laying around, put on the anthracite. Gabe was wearing like I don't even know blue and red the other day. I had a red, white, and blue <laughs> shirt. People accused me of wearing a South Dakota shirt. I said, "I'm sorry, you don't like my patriotism." Maybe he was just there for the national America. anthem. <laughs> yeah, call them anti-American scum. That's what you should yep. call them. <laughs> um, six o'clock game uh, against the uh, Blue Raiders from Middle Tennessee, coming off of a uh, eight and five record last year, fourth in the conference USA, had a four game win streak. Uh, and kind of made a push towards that Conference USA title game. Didn't quite get there. But a Conference USA uh, conference this year that looks vastly different than what it did last year. Um, they also have a new quarterback. And that will also play into a lot of the new things with Middle Tennessee. And they're coming off of a 56-7 to thrashing 
from Alabama. Alabama let them have it last week. Um, would love to see Missouri do the same thing. I don't know if it'll be 56-7, to seven, though. Yeah, line, I think, is up to 20, somewhere around there, um, which seems about fair to me. Um, you know, Missouri is better. Uh, but look, they're not. This same coach has brought two teams in here, one of which won and one of which took Garrett Pinkle's team to overtime in 04, 05, somewhere around that time, maybe 03, I don't remember. But um, So they're, they're not going to come in here. I mean, they just played in Tuscaloosa. They're not going to be skating. Right? They're not going to be right. intimidated. Um, if last week there was like a 4% chance Missouri could lose, like it's closer to 15 or 20. They shouldn't lose, but it is a losable. I don't know. I don't know a lot about Middle Tennessee. Um, I think they had 211 total yards um, of offense. Um, I remember that number because we had 211 total rushing yards, so it was easy kind of for me to remember that number. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not. I, nothing really super stood out for me. I think they scored their touchdown in the third, the third quarter. I think it was like 28, 28 zero. Um, at halftime. So it was similar to our score, honestly. You know, they played a similar... Alabama scored this about to the same amount of points as we did um, going into the into halftime. So, but then they kind of, you know, kicked it into gear in the second half, so. They don't have a... Uh, they're kind of older when it comes to, like, the offensive line and the offensive front. They got some transfer guys into the wide receiver room um, in terms of not necessarily their starters, but depth-wise, they've got a lot of depth transfers in. But a school, again, that, you know, is not going to get a lot of transfer guys anyway. So a lot of guys who have been there and they have kind of been ro- uh, growing on up in that program. The quarterback that they got is Nicholas uh, Vatado. I might have said that wrong, but uh, he's a redshirt sophomore there. He played a little bit last year. Um, but again, when we talk about games against now an FBS team who plays in the Conference USA, it was a pretty respectable conference. Um, in terms of a uh, group of five, has have had some uh, teams from that conference get some upsets over some FB, or over some power five schools, um, a team that that should be respectable in in that regard. So what we talked about last week with okay, it's more about like what Missouri does. It's again the same kind of kind of ways what Missouri does in this game. And Gabe, I want to ask you this: um, quarterback wise, do we only see one? Do we see them both, or do you think that we see? Uh, I, I saw people on Twitter saying, I want to see Sam Horn start this game. And he's, he's not going to start. And then after that, and I don't think he's going to start either. Okay. I mean, Drink said, I want today, Drink said today, Brady Cook is the quarterback. He's the starting quarterback. He also said that Sam Horn will play. They need to find opportunities to get Sam Horn reps. And somebody asked him today, is that score dependent? Like in in other words, do you does the game need to be out of reach before you're going to put Sam in? He said no. He's going to get reps. I'd like to find him a series. You know, he said I'm not not going to like he's not going to paint himself into a corner and say it's going to be the first series of the second quarter or the second series of the third quarter, whatever. Because you know a lot of people have this faulty memory about what Gary did with uh, Chase Daniel that he always got the first second series of the second quarter. No, he did. He did a lot of times. But sometimes Brad was playing really well and they were up 14 nothing, and it didn't make any sense to pull Brad. So Chase got the third series of the second quarter or maybe didn't get a series in the second quarter. And that he played in 10 games, I think, that, that year. So there were two or three games he didn't even play. Um, so, you know, I think he'll play. But the situation will be interesting because, again, if you're up 14 nothing and your starter's playing well, why yank it, right? Right. Um, but if you're down 7-3, do, like, why put in the guy that you clearly think is worse? So it's going to be interesting to see how he handles it. And I think it's smart of Drink not to make any promises. And not even just not make any promises, but not say anything that can be misconstrued as a promise. Because I think that that's where there was kind of a, you know, a miscommunication between, you know, fans and maybe what the coaching staff was saying. Which really doesn't matter, right? As long as Brady and Sam knew the plan, it doesn't matter if any of us do. Totally agree. Totally. Makes sense. I mean, they're going to, like, 
this is one thing that I've learned since I've started covering sports and I went to college to cover sports, right? Coaches will say whatever. Like, uh, you can, they'll, they'll just say, I mean, they don't have, there has ever word, but. been a coach in the history of athletics who didn't lie. <laughs> ever. Right. Like, I, and not even high level athletics. Like, I lied when I coached my son's t-ball team. I told some kids <laughs> that absolutely I thought they could be good at playing t-ball. No, I you played right field because you were going to get hurt if you played <laughs> anywhere else. But I don't need to tell you that. Right. Gave me the ball wasn't going out there. You pick those flowers, kid. <laughs> right. I mean, if, if the kid hit it out there, he was already going to get a home run. And we didn't count runs. So who cares? About that? <laughs> so I think that's kind of the big... Uh the big rubbing point there with Mizzou fans is I know a lot of people were upset as we mentioned already with the situations that Sam Horn was put in. And listen, if he was, if he was destined to be the starting quarterback of this Missouri Tigers team, the situation wouldn't matter. It wouldn't matter what, what situation you put him in because he would be able to be, you would see him and be like, Oh yeah, that guy should be the starter. I think a lot of people think, well, they're purposely, they're purposely putting the worst quarterback out there because this is what drink wants. This is what drink. No, they're not doing that. They're not purposely calling plays to run the ball all the time when Sam Horn is in. They're not. I don't know. People, people sometimes try to big brain it too much when it comes to this stuff. It's pretty much. It's pretty simple when it comes down to it. The coaching staff feels more comfortable with Brady Cook in the game, and I. It's clear when the offense is run. I feel. I feel a lot more comfortable, truthfully, and I like Sam Horn a lot. I like his arm talent. I think he's got some phenomenal arm talent. I feel more comfortable when the offense has Brady Cook at quarterback. So, so what have we heard about kids for two, three years now since this portal stuff started? Well, they give up at the first sign of adversity. As soon as they don't think they're the starter, they just leave and they go somewhere else and they're quitters and America is soft and they're everything that's wrong with the world. You know what Brady Cook did when his coach tried to recruit over him every day for two years? He said, cool, I'm getting better. And I'm going to go win the job. And it's not Brady Cook's fault that Eli Drinkwitz hasn't recruited somebody that's better than in fact, it's, it actually kind of is because Brady has, has met every challenge and he's exactly what a fan says they want. He just needs to be a little bit better at quarterback than he's been so far, and he might be. Um, if he can win eight or nine games this year, Brady Cook is going to be beloved by this fan base, I think. Honestly... He kind of already, like, I I say all the time, right, in this job, you don't you don't really, like, yeah, I want Missouri to win because life's better, my job's easier, I make more money, all those things. I look at it, but mostly you root for people. Like, yeah. I, you know, I, I rooted for Martin Rucker because he was a really good dude. I rooted for Tommy Saunders because I knew what he went through to get there. I rooted for Denario Alexander coming back. I, I root for Brady Cook. I want that kid to be I want to see him just have a year where, look, if it was me, I would walk off Faro Field every night with double birds to the stand. I know Brady won't do that. He's a far better person than I am. But I want him to have the opportunity to do it if he wants to. I said that in my group chat, too. I said, I was like, I know a lot of you guys aren't the biggest fans. And I was like, I know a lot of you are Sam Horn believers. I was like, but I want this so badly for him. And if he gets it, I will be so happy for him. And I'm like, that's not me saying that I know who this was before the game on Thursday. I'm like, it's not me saying that I know that he's the guy or I know this or I know that because I'm not the person that makes that decision. I'm not the person that gets paid $6 million to make that decision. But if he is that person, I'm going to be so freaking happy for him. I'm going to be so happy for his family because they're great people too. Um, so I met his parents. Like, how cool would it be? Like, I don't understand how that is not something that is like such a cool thing to have somebody that wants to play for university that is from your state, because that is what we're pushing. Like, we are trying to get people from Kansas City to stay in Missouri. We are trying to get people from St. Louis to stay in your, to stay in Missouri. Like, how cool would it be if Brady Cook can have that success? I just don't get why people would not want him to have that success. And and none of that is anything against Sam Horn. No, not at all. Right. I, I, if, if Sam Horn was starting, I would want him to have the same type of success. But Sam Horn... Doesn't look like he's going to be the starting quarterback. So I want the starting quarterback to have as much success as possible. It just so happens that it's somebody 
who is from St. Louis that loves Mizzou as much as he does. And I'm not saying he should start because he loves Mizzou. I'm saying he should start because he's won the job. I predict Sam Horn starts at least one game for Missouri. Because of injury? Yeah, because Brady likes to run, and he's going to put that move that he put on that South Dakota safety on somebody, and they're not going to react the way the South Dakota safety reacted. He didn't even, like, make a move on him. He planted his foot, cut back the other way. It was a nice move, but, like, like he takes hits, right? He... Cody yeah. Schrader said at times he's chasing Brady down the field yelling slide and he doesn't slide and it's not really a thing he does. So um I I would I would suspect there's gonna be at least one game where they're gonna have to turn the same horn. Yeah. I I like the ability that or the yeah, the ability that you know, Brady has on the, on his feet. And you mentioned the 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 safeties from South Dakota. They're playing at South Dakota for a reason. They're they're not at Georgia. Um, so no offense to those yotes over there. They put up a good, put up a good fight, but, um, I had somebody send me, I put up a fight. Sure. I shouldn't, I shouldn't have categorized it as good. Uh, I did have somebody send me a message that said, Hey, just remember we beat South Dakota and didn't, didn't storm the field. Kansas beats South Dakota. They're all over the field. Just remember that. Oh, is that right? Is that the one that it was like their first win in in history? (laughs) Um, but now they're confused to what they're going to do at quarterback. I honestly thought Missouri State, which Missouri State's quarterback has the arm of me, essentially. They, they did not have a very good quarterback. Yeah. I thought they were going to, I thought that they were going to do, they, they were cooking on something over there. But then, uh, yeah. my, my favorite thing about week one of the college football season is all the like first quarter takes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We are 148th of the way through the season here, guys. We got a long way to go, man. We just we just passed the 750-yard mark in the marathon. <laughs> this is over. We punted on fourth and one. Are you kidding? <laughs> this offense didn't change. Uh, yeah, no, but... All right. Well, we'll be back next week with another episode of Mizzou. That's who talking about uh, Middle Tennessee and actually talking about a game that has some importance and will have some relevance that people will be watching. A uh, very exciting game with Missouri and Kansas State. Hopefully, I will be in attendance that game. I got I got to be in attendance of the Missouri K State game. Hopefully, there's not a monsoon again. Sorry, can I sit? Can I talk about the weather? Uh, hopefully, hopefully there's not a monsoon. But hopefully, it's a great day for everybody involved. But uh, for Gabe Diarmid and Maggie Johnson, I'm not gonna have us predict this game. I'm very well. Yeah. Same. What Gabe said. 38 to 12. And that's going to do it for today's, uh, this week's edition of Mizzou. That's who here on KC Sports Network. We'll be back next week. I'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you for listening to KC Sports Network. We appreciate your support. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard. You can find all six of our channels covering the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network.